And now the good news. I'm Barbara Jean, your host for tonight, and I am so delighted to bring you this happy Friday news on the New Thought Media Network. So buckle up. We've got some terrific stories tonight. And the first one starts with the world-renowned, famous Taylor Swift doing good stuff in the world. I love to hear that. So economists told CNN recently that Taylor Swift's heiress tour is becoming such a massive phenomena that it's having demonstrable impacts on the U.S. economy at large. But it's not only stadium venues, record labels and ticket vendors that are benefiting. Everywhere she goes, Swift is making big donations to U.S. food banks, allowing them to feed hundreds of thousands of needy Americans. Wow, way to go, Taylor Swift. The Ares Tour kicked off in Arizona, where she presented a hefty check to the Arizona Food Bank Network, big enough to fill tractor trailers with 40,000 pounds of fresh produce and reinforce benefit programs for children who rely on school meals and seniors who rely on food stamps. Based on the homelessness burden in uh, Washington state, estimated as the sixth highest in the country, ouch. Uh, the Seattle-based nonprofit Food Lifeline likely received a similar size gift from SWIFT, though they declined, according to CNN, to state how much. Food Lifeline said it too would be using the money for fresh produce rather than canned or packaged food. So that's really good news. Uh, Second Harvest of Silicon Valley also received the Swift Largesse, then three square food banks serving Las Vegas and Southern Nevada. It is really meaningful to get a gift from someone who, like Taylor Swift, has the ability to bring so much attention to our cause and to the work that we're doing. You know, it's so important to make sure that we look after everybody and Taylor Swift's doing that. So kudos to you. Good job. Well, you know, there's so many things we can do, and one of them is random acts of kindness. But here's the thing. It improves mental health. Well, who knew? Well, probably anybody who's done it. Humans are hardwired to feel good when performing acts of kindness towards others, an imperative trait in any animal that evolves to live and hunt in social groups. This is such a truism that performing random acts of kindness for other people was more effective in reducing symptoms of depression than specifically planning activities for the sake of enjoyment. Hmm, interesting. The study sought to test methods of cognitive behavioral therapy, a non-pharmaceutical treatment for depression and anxiety that's proven to work through confronting patterns of thought and behavior that lead to depressive and anxious thoughts and consciously moving away from them by retraining one's brain. The methods included random acts of kindness, such as buying a stranger's coffee at Starbucks or baking cookies for the mailman, as well as planning fun activities twice a week and cognitive reappraisal, which coaches people with depression or anxiety to record triggering thoughts and actively contemplate what would make the resulting stress diminish. The participants would record a variety of feelings as measurements before the study, during the study, and five weeks after its conclusion. These included feelings of social isolation, isolation self-consciousness in public, or life satisfaction. 
We did think if there was going to be an advantage of one group over another, it might be the thoughts record group, since that's such a tried and true way of, de of addressing depression and anxiety symptoms. But the kindness group did as well or better, and that group also had increases in social connection that didn't happen in the other two groups. In, indeed, all three groups experienced improvements in the measurements. The random acts of kindness group had a much bigger impact on positive cognition and emotions early on, which tapered off as the study period advanced. The thoughts records or cognitive reappraisal group had the opposite effect where it started off negative, but became stronger and stronger over time. Another surprise was just at how easy it was for the random acts of kindness group to perform the kind acts. I was surprised it was not a particularly hard sell, Chevens continued. The people in the acts of kindness group had better uptake in some ways than the people in other groups. The kindness acts is a particularly important finding because it necessitates a connection with other people. Social isolation is a high risk factor for survival. It rates right up there with smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Who knew? Chevens uh, felt that as well as being a powerful therapeutic strategy, random acts of kindness can be add-on therapy to pretty much most mental health disorders, reasoning that anytime we can get out of our own heads, it seems to be a benefit to our well-being. Woohoo! random acts of kindness. So if you're not doing it, uh, hey, give it a try. You know, why not? It could be the perfect way to spend your summer, fall, winter, spring. Okay, forever. All right, Here, here's a super fun story about the grandma of the year. Oh my goodness. A dedicated grandma has run a week-long summer camp to bring her 11 grandchildren together for daily meals and activity schedules with homemade trophies and gold medals. Narni Shrek... Uh, Cherie Mack has four daughters and takes looking after her grandchildren very seriously. The kids aged seven months to 18 years live hours apart and only see each other during holidays. So he, she hosts a camp at her home to bring them all together. Uh, can we take a look at that video, Deja? It is just super. I did some uh, awards and I want to be nice. Y'all were nice. Y'all were rough. Y'all were greedy. You had to get this flat on the bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> Dayton, wow. 
How great is that? Talk about grandma of the year, I'll tell you. And the excitement of the children as they got their little trophies. I think that is absolutely brilliant. And it's so wonderful to see a grandma who is able to handle that many, that many kids. She's 68 years old and man, did she go the extra mile. So bravo. What a marvelous thing. Camp Narni 2023, a hit. <laughs> All right. Well, sticking with the grandparents, this is quite a story. And this, I hope, inspires everyone to go out and learn how to do CPR because you never know. You just never know. So a grandfather is now recovering in the hospital after he suffered a cardiac arrest on the golf, golf course. He credits his grandson with saving his life. Jason Austin was out playing golf with his father, Tony, and grandfather, Jose, on July 24th. My grandpa had a great shot onto the green. We thought he was celebrating, looked over, and he had collapsed and started turning purple. Checking his breathing, checked for a pulse, nothing, Jason told Fox 5 Atlanta. Without a moment's hesitation, Jason sprung into action. He learned CPR while training to be a lifeguard just a couple of months ago and put his skills to good use. Immediately, I knew what to do. I turned to my father and said, hey, I need you on breaths. I'll do the CPR. Jose can't say enough about his son and grandson. It's like they're professional doctors. They saved my life, he said. Jason is now encouraging others to learn CPR. And I'm here to encourage you to learn CPR. In fact, when my youngest child was born, I learned how to do uh, baby CPR. And she was around a year old when she was choking. And I knew exactly what to do. And so you never know when this can come in handy and when we just might need it. Well, we're going to take a short little break here. You're watching the New Thought Media Network and the good news on Friday. And we will be back in just a moment. So don't go anywhere. Watch me change when you change the way you look at things. The things you look at change. When you change the way you look at things. The things you look at change. Help us say thank you to our organizational sponsors and donors, including the Hefferlin Foundation, Affiliated New Thought Network, International New Thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta, New Thought Philadelphia, Planned Happiness Institute, Summit Center for Spiritual Living, Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake, Unity Spiritual Center, Kitchener, Ohm Center for Spiritual Living, Center for Spiritual Living, North Jersey, Unity of Savannah, Center for Spiritual Living, Seattle, 
and all of our individual donors and sponsors. Thank you for being a part of the New Thought Media Network. Please come be you. And we're back with more good news. This is a very inspiring story. What a good looking young man. In Bordeaux, a British power lifter with Down syndrome is a walking, pressing, squatting inspiration to all who watch him compete. And he's just bagged the fifth gold medal of his career. At just 127 pounds, Dan McCauley took first place in the European bench bench press championship posting 154 pounds classic and 198 pounds equipped and equipped means with a weight belt and gloves which is now a new personal best uh, the 33 year old was told he'd never achieve anything was already a world champion four times commonwealth champion and british champion before his european debut earlier this month Dan, who has autism and is deaf in his left ear, underwent two rounds of open heart surgery when he was a toddler. He's overcome so many obstacles and look at him taking home double gold. Loads of people have said to us that they go to work and come home after a long day and it's an effort to go to the gym, said his mother, Judith who's also a power lifter, but that they see Dan there smiling and laughing despite all his problems, and it gives them motiva the motivation they need. Dan was temporarily wheelchair-bound and first got into powerlifting more than 10 years ago when he visited the gym to lose weight. He won his first gold medal at an international competition during the Powerlifting Commonwealth Championship back in 2015. Macaulay's personal best equipped is 733 pounds with 256 in the deadlift, 286 in the squat, and 198 in the bench. Woo! You go, Dan. Wow. I can't imagine doing any of that. Wow. Good job. Good job. You know, don't ever let anybody tell you you can't do something great because we all can. All right, so here's a very cool story. This gentleman, a Nantucket fisherman, has put messages in a bottle and dropped them in the ocean, and they have made their way all over the place. Uh, Miss Cassidy Beach was recently the latest in a long chain of people to be walking along a beach or a harbor and see a dark green bottle with a letter in it. This one she found on a beach in the Archipelago archipelago of the Turks and South Caicos Islands in the Caribbean, north of Haiti. Dated September 20th, 2004, it was cast adrift by Mr. Pennell Ames, a commercial fisherman from Nantucket. Between 2000 and 2006, Ames threw hundreds of these bottles off his boat into the Great South Channel. They have washed up and been found in Portugal, Spain, France, Ireland, Great Britain, Florida, all over the Caribbean, and the Canary Islands. 80 people have taken the time to remove the artificial corks, read the letter inside, and write back. Together with his wife, Sharon, and their two daughters, 
Uh, Pennell Ames perfected the technique for preserving penned paper inside glass and have every once in a while enjoyed pulling a strange letter out of the mail and reading where the bottles have arrived. <laughs> you get your mail and you kind of know your bills and the familiar people who send stuff to you, Mrs. Ames told the world. But then all of a sudden you get an envelope and you go, oh, wow, I don't know that person. That's a bottle letter. Sometimes they're in English, often they're in Spanish, owing to the Canary Current bringing their bottles down to countries like Cuba and the Dominican Republic. The currents of the Atlantic Ocean keep all the bottles north of the equator, moving in a big ocean gyra in a clockwise motion around the North Atlantic. Still living in Nantucket, they have scrapbooks of letters and envelopes, postcards, photographs, news articles, and printed emails from everyone who has found a bottle and written back. They have a whole book for France alone, a nation special to the Ameses because of an incident where a Frenchman found one and then his son also found one. Ms. Beach was working for the NOAA on acoustic data from harbor porpoises and dolphins and wrote to the Ameses that this would bring her to Massachusetts, not far from their home. The world reported that she stopped in to deliver their letter and her reply personally. <laughs> How cool is that? She says, as soon as I walked in the cottage, they had a whole dining room table full of letters and books. They had one book dedicated to France alone, and it was just really cool. How fun is that? A letter in a bottle. Well, I've never had that experience, but I think it would be pretty cool. Well, here's some interesting science. I'll tell you, science is a very cool thing sometimes. So a team of scientists at the Salk Institute have found that a particular kind of immunotherapy was able to train the brain's invisible scalpel on an incurable form of brain cancer in mice. The glioblastoma is the most common form of brain tumor. And while it's also the most deadly, our brain comes equipped with the immune cells needed to destroy them. Who knew? The problem is cancer tumors have mechanisms that allow them to evade the detection of the immune system. That's where immunotherapy comes in. While not universally effective, many tumors can be treated or even cured by immunotherapy, which helps the immune system see through those evasive mechanisms and destroy the cancer. Professor Susan Koch, director of the uh, NOMA Center for Immunobiology and Microbial Pathogenesis, I always have trouble with those words, led a team to investigate whether immunotherapy could be used on glioblastomas by experimenting with the immunotherapy drug. There are currently no effective treatments for glioblastoma. A diagnosis today is basically a death sentence. We're extremely excited to find an immunotherapy regimen that uses the mouse's own immune cells to fight the brain cancer and leads to considerable shrinkage and in some cases, elimination of the tumor. Both anti-CTLA-4 and CD4 plus T cells have been overlooked or unfavored in clinical research on account of there being more effective alternatives identified in the early years of immunotherapy research. 
She says, uh, we were stunned by this novel codependency between this micro microglia and CD4 plus T cells. And the researchers are looking into ways that this can be expanded and whether this cancer killing cell cycle is present in the human glioblastoma cases. Additionally, they aim to look at other animal models with differing glioblastoma subtypes, expanding their understanding of the disease and optimal treatments. So it's great to see all of these remarkable scientists who are looking into things that could make a big difference, but also the natural healing properties of the body. Very, very interesting. So let's go to the art realm. So what does art do when we take a look at it? Well, interestingly, people all around the world are drawn to creating and consuming art, and human emotions are often a central subject in visual artworks as well as in music and performance art. However, the mechanisms underlying the feelings that art evokes remain poorly characterized. Now, a new study reveals how viewing visual art affects our emotions. The research subjects viewed different kinds of artworks and described the feelings that the art stimulated in their bodies. The researchers recorded the subjects' eye movements while they viewed the art. In addition, the subjects assessed what kind of emotions they felt looking at each piece of art. Viewing the art evoked many different kinds of feelings and emotions. Even though many of the pieces handled sad or scary topics, the emotions that the people experienced were mainly positive. The bodily sensations evoked by art also contributed to those emotions. The stronger the body's reaction was to the artwork, the stronger were the emotions experienced by the subject. Viewing visual art pieces evoked a wide range of emotional experiences that formed five broad clusters, aesthetic dimensions, positive emotions, negative emotions, touching feelings and feelings of surprise and effort. Empathy, anger, fear, and elegance evoked experiences almost everywhere in the body, whereas liking, beauty, amazement, and effort elicited sensations mainly in the head area. The Finnish authors of the study published in the journal Cognition and Emotion also revealed that it was the human face and figure that got the most attention. In the artworks, human figures were the most interesting subject and were looked at the most. People have a tendency to empathize with each other's emotions, and this is probably also the case when we view human figures in art. The human emotions presented in art pieces can be absorbed by the viewer unnoticed, though so-called mirroring. Very cool. I do love art. Don't we all? So here's some fun trees. Yeah, some really, really remarkable trees. So it's a wonderful time of the year in Britain, the time to honor the Isles of Tree for the year. Organized by the Woodland Trust, one of the UK's largest nature advocacy, conservation, and educational organizations, this year's entries revolve around a theme of honoring ancients, which dwell upon us in towns and cities. So the first is the Oak of 
Belton Lane. Check that out. That is quite a tree. It is believed to be 500 years old, and it could be a favorite to win the award. The fact that they've been pruning the top of the tree actually allows for it to live longer. There's something about that that really helps. The other tree that is in competition is Sheffield's Chelsea Road Elm, which demonstrates the resilience of trees even in the face of urbanism. Saved from the chop of a development company after it was discovered to host breeding habitat for the rare white letter hair streak butterfly. It also was one of the few hundred elm trees that survived the Dutch elm disease epidemic that killed around 60 million trees in Britain. Ancient trees in towns and cities are vital for the health of nature, people, and planet. And we know that. We know that. That's really important. All right. So we get our news from the Good News Network. We get a little bit of stories also from the um, <laughs> Sunny Skies and, of course, LGBTQ Nation. So here's one that really struck me transitioning. There's an app for that. Who knew? So in 2021, well-known trans activist Adian Dowling looked out over the social media landscape and didn't like what he saw. The 36-year-old trans transitioned 12 years ago and appeared on the Ellen DeGeneres show and the cover of Men's Health to talk about it. He has a thick skin when it comes to online life and the slings and arrows that come with celebrity. But Dowling cites a statistic from GLAD that indicates 49% of trans and non-binary people consider themselves unwelcome on social media, and that includes TikTok and Reddit, online communities closely associated with people in transition. So he set out to provide a space unconditionally welcoming to the trans community, and the result is TRACE an app designed by trans people for trans people who are transitioning, and it's for their friends, family, and allies. TRACE is an acronym, because we love acronyms in this community, he says. It stands for Transition, Recording, and Community Engagement. We have two sides of the app. One, you're documenting your gender transition. On the other side, you're building community and getting support from allies. On one side, you're going to get peer-to-peer -peer support. So you're gonna be able to ask for support very openly and feel secure to get information, to hear different people's opinions about the same thing. You want information on top surgery? We're gonna tell you that, plus the negative, the realistic. Then on the other side, many people want to document their gender transition. No, I don't look like this. I didn't look like this when I start, first started transitioning. To be able to look back to see where you come from, to see your journey, it's really moving. It's very inspirational to remember how far you've come, to see your journey. And not just for yourself, but for other people as well. So this will automatically remind you to take that photo, to take that video. And it's a place to store your anniversaries. Also, it's a place to get reminders to take your medication so that your hormone levels are good and steady. You would think that after taking a shot every week for years, you'd remember, but it just gets harder. There's something about medication, it's easy to forget. Um, LGBTQ Nation asks, does it work like a medical assistant for you? And uh, 
Yes and no. We don't like to use that language just because we're not storing or asking for any of your medical information. You're just choosing that if you would like. You can also have a reminder to put on your compression chest vest, for example. So we have reminders that you can use however you would like. So it's all personalized. It's transfers. We are trans-owned and we are trans-run. TikTok has been known to ban trans people's bodies. You just have to get one person to report you from the wrong side of TikTok and you're automatically deemed inappropriate. You're getting your lives taken down and you're not able to post over time. And then, you know, Reddit, it's kind of a hit or miss with Reddit. I think that it can be a dumpster fire in a lot of ways if you get on the wrong thread. We really do our best to prevent dumpster fires here at Trace. Uh, allies are 100% welcome. So this is really something important for the trans community that has been uh, mistreated quite a lot, especially of late. Anyway, this is your Friday news here on the New Thought Media Network. Good news all the way around, inspiring, uplifting. And hey, don't forget to like, share and subscribe. NTmedia.org is really the place to be for all of your great news and inspiration. Thank you all for watching. I hope you have a most wonderful weekend and I will see you again very soon. Bye for now. On behalf of everyone at New Thought Media Network, thank you for being a member of our virtual family. Your financial contributions help share the New Thought message with people from around the world. Please visit and contribute at www.ntmedia.org forward slash donate. New Thought Media Network, come be you. And please like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, peace and blessings.